Baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark daddy shark do 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 daddy shark okay see this is this is a serious problem if there are any vocal coaches out there that would actually like to help us out with trying to train the wolf to be able to sing we would certainly appreciate them coming in and trying to train them but we know that is something that is probably so beyond your capabilities that, eh, and by the way, we can't afford it. Wolf, get away from those sheep. Bollocks. You're listening to the Wolf and the Shepherd podcast, broadcasting from Fort Worth in the great state of Texas. Now, get ready for this episode of the Wolf and the Shepherd. Welcome to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Today we are going to be talking about sharks, not baby sharks. Thank goodness, not daddy sharks. I didn't even know that was part of the song. So we are actually going to be talking about sharks. Yeah, we've entitled this episode Baby Shark just purely because we're looking to ride off the back of the success of the song Baby Shark and hoped somebody would type Baby Shark into like YouTube and accidentally click on our video so we got some money. Oh, that is smart that we're actually thinking about doing that. Yeah. So I figured we ought to educate our listening audience about sharks, but I made an absolute error because I went to Wikipedia for a definition of sharks. And since we last went there they've kind of upgraded the use of their words because there's like at least five words in the description I can't understand, which if you think about what is a shark, you shouldn't have five words you can't understand in the answer. Uh, Big scary fish kills things. Yeah. That's 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 five words, right? That's what I'd have put. Yeah. Well, so here we go. Sharks are a group of elasmobranch fish characterized by a cartilaginous skeleton five to seven gill slits on the side of the head and pectoral fins that are not fused to the head. Modern sharks are classified with the clade Selachimorpha and are the sister group to rays. Yeah, this sounds like a biology class or or what is it? Marine biology. Yeah. This sounds like something you would learn in marine biology. I honestly thought marine biology would be a little bit more basic, but apparently it's not. Yeah, probably so. Scratch that off the list of careers if this podcast thing doesn't work out then. Right. Right. So I checked out the Britannica kids definition, which honestly I should have gone to to start off with. Yeah. Why didn't you start with that? That's more our pace. It's my go-to now. This is where I'm always going to get the definition of stuff. Okay, good. Right. And it's obviously more suitable to our listening audience. Sharks are fast swimming fishies that have a skeleton made of cartilage instead of bone. They are related to rays. Sharks are among the oldest animals on Earth. You see, why couldn't they have just done that? Yeah. No, that makes more sense. So basically what you're saying is Wikipedia should just say, hey, Britannica kids, write all our articles, and now everybody can understand them. Yeah, I think just because anybody can go in and edit Wikipedia, somebody went in there to show off and say, hey, I know a lot of big words, but it didn't help me understanding what a shark is. So do you think somebody went in that was maybe studying for their PhD or whatever in marine biology and said, hey, 
I've learned all this stuff, so now I'm going to put all these fancy words in Wikipedia to confuse everybody. Honestly, I don't know. I'm just not going back there. Yeah. It, that, that's so disappointing. It is. Because that used to be our basic bitch go-to for definitions right. and stuff. Right. It, it, it's ruined. The problem we've had in the last few podcasts is you've kind of depressed me a little bit. And now you've hit me with another depressing thing that we can't even rely on Wikipedia anymore. Like, what are we supposed to do? I don't it, know. It's going down this downward spiral of just depression of the way that we can find our information. Yeah. Well, thankfully, I did a little bit of research to children's websites. I found out some really interesting facts about sharks. More our level. Yeah. In fact, this was all from like a couple of kids' websites. And because I've kind of remembered most of it word for word, I'm not really going to kind of name check the websites in case they want to sue us a copyright infringement. No, no, we don't want that. So anyway, first thing, sharks are made of the same gristly stuff that your ears and nose tip are made of. My nose tip and my ears. Yeah, not the bony bits. And, and it's gristly. Because I, I, I think about gristle. I remember my dad, whenever I would eat this horrible meat that we would cook and my parents would call it steak and then I'd sit there and I'd be chewing, chewing, chewing and I couldn't chew it up. Yeah, and my two minutes later. Yeah, still and, mouth, and my dad would say, well, that's gristle. It, you can't chew that up. You just spit it out on your plate. And so we had this little section of the plate that we spit out the so-called gristle. So you're saying this is what sharks are made out of yeah. is the stuff I used to spit out on my plate? Yeah, pretty much. Mind you, have you seen um, those trucks around DFW which sell all those cheap ribeye steaks? Yes. Yeah, like uh, five, I mean, five for like $10 or something. Well, they have those Facebook ads and videos yeah. like, hey, show up and pay $5 and get 20 ribeyes. I'm like, uh, I'm, no, thinking I'm not that. sure I'm I buy that. I think there's a lot of gristle on those. I think so. You know, I don't think they're ribeyes. I'm thinking there's like a follow-up thing like in latest news, family dies on toilet. I don't know. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So although sharks don't have bones, they can still fossilize, which to me didn't seem like a very surprising fact, given Wait, you now, find fossilized insects and stuff. Sharks have no bones? No. None whatsoever? Well, either they have so few they've decided to say none or... They oh. genuinely don't have any bones. Because regular fish have bones. I mean, yeah. if, if you catch... Salmon. Yeah, well, if you catch like a catfish, right? Yeah. And you do a catfish fry. I remember when I was a kid, we would catch catfish. We'd fry them up. And my dad would always say, hey, be careful because we're not at a restaurant. So there might be a little piece of bone in here. Mm. So you got to be careful when you're chewing it up. So you're saying if we would have caught a shark i wouldn't have had to worry about chewing up a bone no but you'd have been eating a lot of gristle yeah which is better i don't know choking to death on a bone or chewing for four days on some gristle choking to death on a bone yeah that's always kind of worried me about eating fish actually fish with bones in it because i end up chewing it like about 10 times in more than you normally would chew anything else and by then all the flavor's gone and it's pretty much like broken down to atoms in your mouth before you swallow right. it. Which is a giant pain. It is. I mean, you just want to sit and enjoy a meal. Yeah. Why, why do you have to worry about getting some kind of piece of bone caught in your throat or something like that? Don't you just want to sit down and say, I got my fork, I got my knife, 
I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to cut my bites out. I'm going to savor each bite. I don't have to worry about some kind of bone getting caught in my throat and killing me. But even when you buy fish which has been filleted or the bones taken out, I've probably still only came across one or two pieces of fish in my life where there still wasn't one bone or two bones in it. You still find it. Oh, sure. Atlantic fish like cod and all that stuff. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, those bones are going to slip through the cracks. Yeah. Literally, so to speak. I mean, no matter how well people can fillet the fish, whatever they do to carve it all up, every once in a while, a little bone's going to slip yeah. through the cracks. It is a tough tightrope to walk. Yes. Now, most sharks have good eyesight. Now, when it says most sharks, it didn't discriminate in terms of saying certain species of shark. It just said most sharks. So... There's a lot of them out there which are just like swimming into rocks and barrier reefs because their eyesight's crap. Oh, I feel sorry for those sharks. Now, I think nerd sharks, they've probably got good eyesight because they wear glasses. Even Wait. They're very thick-rimmed. Wait, stop. Nerd sharks? Yeah. That's a thing? No. Oh. They're just sharks that are nerds. Could be oh. any species of shark. They're just sharks which are really good at math and science and probably in choir or something. But, you know, they don't have great web, sorry, eyesight. But, you know. Like I said, yeah. they wear thick rim glasses and get wedged often by members of the athletic shark team. Well, hopefully none of the nerd sharks are hammerhead sharks because they have those eyes way out there. And imagine going to the optometrist and trying to get some kind of glasses fitted for those hammerhead yeah. sharks. That's got to be expensive. Although I think they're probably on the athletic team because you imagine with that type of vision what a good quarterback you'd make. Absolutely. Other than, I mean, the, you, other than the lack of arms to throw well, the ball, obviously. But well, they can spit it out their mouth, but at yeah. least they can read the defense extremely right. yeah. well. They can read a blitz really well. Absolutely. Yeah. So shark skin apparently feels very similar to sandpaper, which is shocking. Sandpaper. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense because they look so smooth. Yeah. I don't know if they're greasy. Because that might be what makes them look all shiny. No, I wouldn't say they're greasy, but they look smooth. They they don't look like they would feel like sandpaper. Apparently, they've got all these little, like, teeth-like structures on them. I think it's, uh, what was the word, placoid scales or something, and it points in the direction of the tail, and so it helps it to be more aerodynamic under the water. Well, that makes sense, but... So it can chase you down and bite you in the arse a lot quicker than it otherwise would. Sure, but... Wouldn't you like to have a pair of cowboy boots made out of shark skin, but you wouldn't want to cut your hand trying to put your cowboy boots on? Yeah. Well, I don't think you cut yourself. It's just rough like sandpaper. Well, you could cut yourself on sandpaper, Well, depending on how rough sandpaper is. And also how many times you actually rub your hand or whatever you're rubbing with it. Yeah. It takes repeated infringements with the sandpaper to damage your skin i think sure but then you could actually take a shark and smooth that wood Mm. so killing two birds with one stone so sharks could put the sandpaper industry out of business yeah that's another good use for a baby shark then and that yes smoothing off the table Right. Need sandpaper I mean you just throw a baby shark on a table and now it's nice and smooth then you put it back in the aquarium well, I figured then I'd cook it and eat a bunch of crystal. I don't know. Well, that's true. Yeah. So if you flip a shark upside down, it goes into a trance. No kidding. Yeah. And so marine biologists or anybody who feels the need to operate or do any type of medical procedure on a shark, they'll normally flip them on the back. And it's called something um, tonic immobility. 
so they don't thrash you around or try and bite your arm off or something. So that's how shark veterinarians get to actually work on the sharks by flipping them upside down. So do veterinarians that mess with turtles, I mean, are they in the same thing? Because you flip a turtle upside down, the turtle can't go anywhere. I don't know how many turtle-related deaths there's been, though, among humans. So it's not like it's it's going to run away from you very fast either, is it? Yeah, but remember the Ninja Turtles. That's a little bit different. How so? Because they're superheroes. They're heroes in a half shell. Well, yeah, but once again, I mean, you have this rat. He's going over there. He's training these four turtles to be ninjas. We've figured out that you can train turtles to be ninjas. There's no shark ninjas. Well, no, but again, sharks have got a lot of teeth and... I guess with the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you risk being hit around the head with a pair of nunchucks. So that's that's true. That's just a risk of the job. In between them eating pizza. Right, yeah. Do sharks eat pizza? Sharks eat anything. I've seen these photos of where they've cut sharks open and there's things like uh, tires, pieces of boat, machinery. They literally will almost eat anything. I think they have this um, thing where they just can't stop or differentiate between what is and what isn't digestible right but if a shark was to eat a pizza what kind of toppings would they want on their pizza well not mantis shrimp for sure well no but what about anchovies no not is that why we still have anchovies on pizza because uh, i still can't figure that out no i mean pepperoni salami sausage bacon mozzarella cheese i get that vegetables don't get not gonna admit that you should have vegetables on pizza but i can't figure out why people want anchovies on pizza I don't know. it doesn't make sense but you can guarantee unless sh- sharks eat pizza well i guarantee even the sharks are not going to eat pizza with pineapple on it no 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 person no sane person is eating pizza with pineapple on right. it right yeah so sharks first appeared in the ocean about 450 million years ago which i think is roughly about 20 years after nancy pelosi was born were you there to witness this no i think oh. my ancestors were so oh okay yeah. well yeah He's hanging out on a tree but you know right he still he still saw it no i believe him yeah mind you nancy pelosi does look a little bit like a tree monkey a little bit yeah a little bit she looks like one of those monkeys which steals cameras and stuff from tourists in thailand do you think those monkeys that steal those cameras and everything walk up to a pawn shop and like trade that in. for like bananas? Well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? How many bananas do you think a stolen camera is worth? Well, it depends on the brand. I mean, like if it's a Canon like a, or yeah, something, a Canon. Yeah, it's probably worth quite a bit. If it's like, one of these cheap Chinese knockoffs, probably not so much. No, like a, a Nikon or a, a Canon camera. Yeah. How many bananas do you think that's worth? Like 10 bananas? Well, I don't know if monkeys really have an understanding of method of exchange. So they probably think four bananas for like a $400 camera is a good deal. Well, if you're hungry, you know, one yeah. banana. How many bananas do you think Nancy Pelosi eats each day? Two. Two. Yeah, one in the morning, one in the evening. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, well, now actually, no, I take that back. It's probably plantains. I mean, she is part of the government, 
so yeah. she can get plantains and not yeah. just regular bananas. Right. I'm, I would take advantage of that. I Let's would. be honest. Yeah. So would you. If, if yeah. you had the ability to choose between bananas and plantains, you'd probably pick plantains. No, I'd still go for a pizza, to be honest. But if you had to choose between bananas and plantains, which would you choose? Depends on the quality of the banana. What is a plantain? That's why this conversation is confusing me. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Now, did you know that blue sharks are so called because they are really blue? I wouldn't know. I'm no, colorblind. Right, that is true, actually. I thought they were all blue because they're in the water and the water's blue. No. Oh. That's just a refraction of light. Oh. But, I'll, I'll take your word for that one. But most sharks are either kind of like brown, olive, or grayish. And I think... What's green, olive? Like greeny type color. Like so vegetables? Again, this would be useless to you because they're all going to look gray to you. Probably. Yeah. So if they start up a brown shark's matter movement, you're not going to know, are you? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm just worried about the vegetarian sharks now. Did you know that a whale shark's spot pattern is unique as a fingerprint? No kidding. Yeah, which probably means they're going to be pretty screwed if they try and rob a bank. Well, unless they're wearing gloves, but then you think, well, they, fins. do they have hands? No, they have fins though. Oh, okay. So mouths. They, so there's somebody down there in the ocean making gloves for the whale shark's fins. Yeah. To make sure if they rob a bank, yeah. they don't get caught. Part of the problem as well, why robbing banks is mostly a bad gig for whale sharks, is they're also the largest fish in the ocean. They can grow like... Oh, those 40, are those are the big long. ones, yeah, right? 40 they, feet long, and they can weigh like a, up to like 40 tons. As oh, well, so. yeah. Yeah, and they eat like lots and lots of fish. Yeah. But they're they're supposed to be peaceful, though. Right? I mean, they're just hanging out. Well, except for the ones which are trying to rob banks, yeah. Well, yeah. So oh. it, is that where all the offshore accounts get robbed? Yeah. So when we hear about offshore accounts, it's the yeah. whale sharks that are robbing the offshore accounts? Yeah, I'd think so. Oh. So they're kind of evil a little bit. I don't know, because I don't know what they do with the money. They might be like Robin Hood and spreading it out among all the other sharks and fish. Or are they buying bananas for the monkeys that are stealing the cameras? Who knows? You don't know nowadays, do you? The trade That's, and barter system online is like so complicated it could yeah. lead to anything. I wonder if they're investing in cryptocurrency. You'd think they would be if they're smart. Do they have Coinbase accounts? Sharks. Yeah. Um, I think the big issue with that is Coinbase operating this system called Know Your Customer. And I don't think sharks have IDs. That's too bad. Yeah. I mean, everybody should be able to get an ID. Right. So exactly. that sounds like discriminatory practices well, that's against sharks. Well, that's why they're not allowed to vote either. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah. I hate to see that. Yeah. Did you know that not all sharks have the same teeth? So, I mean, they're not sharing dentures or anything. I mean, they, don't, they have different types of teeth. Some sharks no. have like triangle-shaped teeth which are really sharp and others have well okay so the triangle teeth that that's the one when you get the little necklace from the gift shop at the beach Mm. and you get that little triangle shaped tooth yeah right that's what you're talking about more than likely plastic and never seen the inside of shark's mouth right yeah so there's different teeth other than that yeah because i think of a shark tooth that's what i think about yeah, well, so there's different teeth beyond that. Well, is what you're bar, telling me. Yeah, a sandbar shark that can have over thirty-five thousand teeth in its lifetime, which I can't tell you how many must be falling out each day. Yeah, that. 
I mean, thirty-five thousand. How long? How long are these guys living? Well, a lot of sharks live between fifteen and twenty-five years. So, gosh, that's I mean, too many teeth, though, isn't it? Say yeah, five thousand. No, that's yeah. I mean, what are humans have? They're like forty-two or something. Uh, I thought it was like thirty-eight, but imagine. Well, plus the wisdom teeth. So it's oh well, no, fair enough. Yeah, thirty-eight plus like four, that. forty-two. Uh, if any other audience know. The actual number of teeth humans are supposed to have. Keep it to yourself because nobody's really that interested. Plus, we all have access to Google. So yeah, but I'm thinking about how many toothbrushes these sharks are going through. Well, no, cleaning that's why their they're teeth. falling. No, none. That's why they're falling out. Man. Oh, because they're not brushing their yeah, teeth. Yeah, Colgate missed a trick there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mind you, they'd probably just eat the tube of toothpaste anyway, so it wouldn't do any use. No, that makes sense. Just calcify their uh, pineal gland from all that fluoride. Well, the problem is they're swimming around in the ocean and they don't have fluoride injected into the water right. to keep their teeth clean. Yeah, yeah. they should actually put lithium in the seawater because that will calm them down. Mm. Make them less aggressive, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I found out, which was not really going into too much detail because, again, I found it on a children's website, is so that different sharks reproduce in different ways or rather different shark species it's not like the same ones kind of all have a different manner of love making and having babies it's different shark species they reproduce in different ways no kidding mm-hmm. so different sharks breed in different ways is there interbreeding like can a hammerhead shark breed with a great white shark and make some kind of hybrid shark well, i think it's a bit of a size difference so I mean, you can have it's like, like a chihuahua and a Great Dane. But I, sorry, no, the uh, yeah, chihuahua but, needs a step ladder. Yeah, but that can happen. Yeah. I mean, there's, it, I mean, you have golden doodles. You know, this yeah. half golden retriever, half poodle. Now everybody in you know the suburbia wants this golden doodle, which is yeah. a goofy looking dog, and they're like, oh, it's it's a golden doodle. I'm like, no, it's a half breed dog. Yeah. You know, and and then you have these designer dogs. So basically, you're saying you could have designer sharks. No, I don't think so. Because I think there's a world of difference between a dog standing on its back legs to reach, and a shark being 27 feet shorter than the person it's supposed to be mating with. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, so they reproduce differently. Are they like some sharks like missionary position? Some like it doggy style? No, apparently it's talking about the females. Wouldn't it be sharky style? No. Humans do doggy style. Well, they sharks don't, don't know about it, that. They call it human style, do they? Maybe they do. Don't we think. don't know. Yeah, we don't have know. you have you talked to a shark and asked them what they talk about there? No, they scare me a little bit, to be honest. I agree. They yeah. scare me a little bit, too. Yeah. Well, some sharks, uh, females, this is, they lay eggs. Well, not the ones that identify as females, just the actual biological females. Okay. They lay eggs, and some are actually live-bearing. Do you think sharks have one wait, night stands? Wait, no. Back up. Live bearing? Yes, yeah, when they give birth, when they kind of like poop out a whole bunch of fish. I'm confused here because you're saying some sharks lay eggs yeah. and some live bear yeah. their children. Uh-huh. So does it depend on what kind of shark it is? Yeah, well, it depends on the species of shark. So that's why you're telling me they can't interbreed. You right. can't have a hammerhead shark go to a nurse shark and have a nurse head shark. Yeah. So well, he probably could. He's probably just not getting any babies out of it. 
That's terrible. Yeah, but there's over 500 species of sharks. So that's I mean, it's, way uh, too many. That's too many. I don't. No, that's don't... way too many. Yeah. I, are there 500 species of dogs? I don't think there no, are. I, don't, I honestly don't think you should have more than 10 species of any animal because anything more than that is just a waste. I think evolution is messed up. No, I, when I go to my parents at Thanksgiving, one of their favorite things is to watch the whatever it is, the kennel club with the oh, right. the, yeah. the dog show. And, they and I'm, I'm, and I'm sitting here and well. I'm like, how are there so many dogs? Yeah. And a lot of them are very similar, but yeah. there's way too many dogs. Yeah. You're saying there's 500 species of sharks. Yeah. Like, that's way too many. Yeah. Even at the Westminster, that's what I was looking at. The Westminster Kennel Club doesn't even have 500 breeds of dogs. Yeah. And there's 500 sharks? Yeah. That's ridiculous. And I think we shouldn't have some of the species of dog we have. I mean, the small breeds of dog are not really... They don't really have any point to them, do they? No. No, no they don't. Yeah. Most of them don't. No. I mean, outside of Vichlers, Labradors, German Shepherds, and a few other species of Golden dog. Retrievers. Well, they're pretty similar to Labradors. I think maybe just... Well, the one. Retrievers. Yeah. The Retrievers are good. Yeah. Uh, the Bloodhounds. We talked yeah, about Bloodhounds. Yeah. No, we like the Bloodhounds. Yeah. Uh, they're funny looking. Let's think. Probably give the wine aroma a pass, because he's no. quite goofy no. looking. Mind you, he looks too much like a Vichler. Well, and we yeah. need the Greyhounds, because we got to have something to bet on. Right. Something for the midgets to ride in the uh, novelty races. I thought that was Great Danes. I don't know. Well, we need Great Danes because right. of Scooby-Doo. Right, yeah. We like Scooby-Doo. We do like Scooby-Doo, yeah. Uh, and beyond that... Yeah, that's it, enough. Yeah. So probably six or seven species. Of yeah, yeah. less than ten. Less than Let's ten. agree, yeah. less, less than, than ten, ten dogs. Yeah. Well, okay. the time you run out of fingers, that's just too many species. Exactly. Yeah. It's too much to keep track yeah. of. Now, great white sharks, they can detect one drop of blood in 25 gallons of water, and they can sense blood from three miles away, you know, which is somewhat similar to how your wife works out you've been paid within like, about four seconds of it hitting the bank account. Oh, well, you're giving her a little bit of area there. I think it's more like half a second. Well, yeah, but it takes her that long to unlock a phone. Well, okay, two seconds. Yeah, she knows the money's there. So now we got to spend it. Oh, is a stump the shepherd question here? Uh, what yeah, is- hey, you know what? We haven't done a stump the shepherd in a while, right? And that's a good and, reason. And, and so now I'm like happy and sad at the same time because yeah. you know I don't like it when you stump me, but right. I'm kind of happy that we brought this back. Right. So stump the shepherd. Here right. we go. Yeah, okay. I've actually got two questions for you. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Let me. Do some uh, shoulder exercises. Yep, yep. all right, I'm ready. Here we go. Yep, here we go. Right, so your odds of getting attacked and killed by a shark are what? What do you think the uh, number is? One in how many? Oh, oh, okay, i got to go that way. Yeah. Uh, One in a million. No. You have a one in five chance of being killed by a shark in your lifetime. One in five? Yeah. I don't believe you. That's because it's not true. Ah. No, you actually have a 1 in 3.748 million chance mm. of being killed by sharks. So yeah. what about if I'm going to win the lottery? Do I have a better chance of winning the lottery? A, a prize on the lottery, not the, obviously not the grand prize in the lottery. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we go down to mm. 7-Eleven. 
Yeah. And by the way, can can I take a minute here? Mm. Can I talk about when I went down to 7-Eleven this morning? I walked into 7-Eleven, and the nice woman that works behind the counter, I walked in, I got my uh, morning drinks and everything, and I'm standing there, and the woman in front of me was on her cell phone. Mm. And she was talking on her cell phone, blah, 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 trying to do her transaction. The poor girl there at 7-Eleven was trying to take care of her, but the woman in front of me was just so enthralled with her conversation that she was talking about. And it wasn't a business conversation. It was a personal conversation. We're talking about 7.30 in the morning, right? It took forever for that transaction to complete. Then they, or she left, and I walk up, and I'm like, you know, here's my morning drinks or whatever. And I told the girl behind the counter, I said, I really feel bad for you because you had to actually sit there and listen to her talk on the phone. You're trying to do a job. There's somebody behind me in line. I would walk up to the counter, and if I was talking to you on the phone, let's say, I'd say, hey, by the way, Wolf, hang on a second. I'm about to get up to the cashier here. Let me take care of my transaction. The girl behind the counter told me, it's like, oh, you obviously worked in retail before. And I said, no, actually, I've never worked in retail. I just have that respect for you that this is your job. You have customers you've got to deal with. She looked at me like a cow staring at a new gate. Like, really? You've never worked retail? And you realize that, yeah, you ought to put your phone down. You ought to stop talking on your phone when you're trying to buy something at a store. Isn't that common courtesy? Yeah. I mean, honestly, is that not common courtesy? Well, it is, because in England, she'd have got mollywopped, for one. Or haymakered. And if it was me standing behind her, I'd have told her, Oi, finish your conversation over there so people can get served. But I guess, you know. I just thought that was disrespectful. Americans are a little bit more tolerant when it comes to that type of thing but now i'd have said something and like i said in england she'd have probably got slapped upside the head or something well i just want to give a shout out to the girl down there at 7-eleven just around the corner from our studio yeah we should probably give her a t-shirt yeah yeah well it the problem is it, they all wear name tags but yeah. she's always cold so she always has like a jacket on yeah. so i don't know her name right well, so. of course she's cold she's female well, yeah. yeah. And it's cold in the 7-Eleven. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, second stump the shepherd question, right? How many sharks do you think are killed each year for their fins to make soup? Oh, that shark fin soup? Yeah. Which I've never had, by I the way. Haven't. You have or have not? I have not. Yeah, I haven't either. No. Okay, how many sharks are killed each year to make shark fin soup? Yeah. 100,000. Five. I don't believe you. No, that's because that's also crap. Over 100 million sharks no. are killed each year. Yeah. 100 million sharks yeah. are killed to make shark fin soup. Now, admittedly, a lot of them deserve it. But no, I actually checked that on two different websites. So I still didn't believe it. And then I actually went to a grown-up website and they said it was over 100 million as well. So. Are there that many sharks out there? Well, apparently, unless some of them are like reincarnating pretty quickly. 
That's a lot of sharks. Isn't it? I mean, how do you make shark fin soup? I mean, do you catch the shark, cut the fin off, and then throw it, it in water, there? I guess put a few herbs and spices in there and just serve it a bit like a miso-type soup or something. I don't and know. that's it? Yeah. And that's what people delicacy, like? apparently. That sounds terrible. I'm surprised I've never had it, though. I can't say I've ever been to a restaurant where I've seen or remember it being on a menu. I've been to a lot of seafood restaurants, and yeah. I never remember seeing shark fin yeah. soup. I'm going to see if I can get order a can of it over the internet or something. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll try it, actually. We'll actually do it on a podcast. We'll, we'll heat it up in the microwave. You know, that nuclear microwave we've got here in the next room, which has suspiciously high wattage on it. And if it says it takes three minutes to cook something, it normally takes about 20 seconds in that microwave. That's uh, because yeah. it's an old school microwave. Yeah. Plus, I think it's leaking out some radiation as well. I'm not that convinced about it, but if you look at the surrounding area, it looks somewhat charred. Well, it's probably because you burnt popcorn in well, that yeah, a long time I, ago. Because I followed the instructions on the packet, and it was like burnt to a cinder. Ah, well, that makes it's sense. It's like one of those cartoon, you know, like when somebody catches fire and like it's just ashes, and we're like smoke rising from it. Yeah. You know, speaking of catching fire, I remember, I don't know if this happened in England or not, but I remember when I was a kid, we were taught to stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. And oh, if you get caught, if you catch on fire. Yeah, if you yeah. catch on fire. Yeah. So as a kid, I thought, there's going to be a point in my life where I'm actually going to catch on fire, so I need to know to stop, drop, and roll. Right. I'm a little disappointed because I'm now in my 40s and I have yet to catch on fire to stop, drop, and roll. So at what point do I catch on fire? Well, I caught on fire once. Remember I told you that time I used to make homemade napalm and managed to find a delivery system with it. Make a delivery system when me and my cousins used to uh, go to his um, grandma's farm and we'd build trenches and we'd put on like motorbike helmets and shoot at each other with 22s and after a few weeks naturally the war escalated and so I found out how to make napalm right then I invented a delivery system involving washing up liquid bottles and some coke and some sugar and one of them I didn't seal enough and it kind of exploded and covered me in the homemade napalm. So I had to roll around on the floor. But amazingly, when you roll around on the floor, napalm still burns. So that yeah. didn't really work. No, it's no. a little bit different. Wouldn't have worked with the popcorn either, I don't think. Yeah. And and let's also do a public service announcement. Uh, let's avoid going on to Google and searching a certain book that is actually out there that teaches you all this stuff because you will actually get kind of tagged by your fellow NSA agent that is tracking everything. So we don't want to mention the book or whatever, but it's out there, but please. Is it some type of cookbook? It, it, it is. And and it has something to do with anti-government, but, but please, uh, we're not going to mention the name of that because yeah, it does happen, and yeah. there's a reason why you and I are on that list. Yeah. But we don't want anybody yeah. to uh, yeah. subscribe. Don't, don't, yeah. don't bother trying to find it. I'll save you the trouble. It's just blue washing detergent and some gasoline. That's how you make it. So. All right. Well, yeah. now everybody that's listening to this just yeah. immediately got on that well, list. To be honest, a lot of our listenership aren't really on many lists, so uh, this might be actually a good thing for some of them. Oh, 
Yeah, they can get popular. Yeah. So the sharks, even though they think they're all that, they think they're all big time, a lot of animals in the ocean have actually evolved so they can outsmart the sharks. What about the mantis shrimp? Well, the mantis shrimp is just going to smack the water and instantly fry the sharks, so that's not going to be okay. an issue. Right. But the just mari- making sure. Yeah. Because well, you know, it, even though we're talking about sharks, mm. you know I'm going to be on the side of the mantis shrimp. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. I'd be on the side. A- as are you. I'd right? be on the side of the mantis shrimp if it was fighting a Labrador. So, I mean, it's just, you know, maybe if he was fighting Joe Biden's dog, Major. I'd yeah. be on the side of the mantis shrimp then. Because that dog's Fair enough. Well. Yeah. So, the marine iguana can stop its own heart to prevent sharks from hearing them. Because sharks can hear heartbeats from up to 13 feet away. So this iguana dude can actually stop his heart for up to 45 minutes. Wow. That's crazy. I didn't even know there was such a thing as underwater iguanas. When the Navy started, we all had, you know, boats. And then all of a sudden they said, well, we need submarines. So maybe the iguanas got together and said, hey, we need, you know, submarine iguanas. So they had some union meeting somewhere and said, hey, some of you guys are going to have to swim underwater. Yeah. I think this has been going on before the internet, though, so I don't know how they kind of got that organized. Well, maybe we're just now finding out about it. Oh, this isn't a stump the shepherd, but... But... Did you know that um, sharks' livers are extremely evolved and probably because they've been knocking around for 450 million years, but um, sharks' liver oil has a lot of medicinal purposes and one of its great uses is in hemorrhoid ointment so do they have better livers than we do yeah are you sure well yeah because they don't drink as much alien ale as you and i do so i'm sure their livers are better than ours have you heard that if you eat a polar bear's liver you'll die yeah because of the high amount of whatever vitamin it is in it yeah yeah vitamin THC? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, something like that. But it got me to wondering, right, how did they first find out that shark's liver oil was a good component for hemorrhoids, hemorrhoid treatment? So I thought... There's there's somebody bored everywhere. Well, I I, I think I came up with a solution, right? So there's this man. He's walking down the beach late at night. Okay, hemorrhoids absolutely killing him. Sees a dead shark washed up on the beach, thinks... I know what, I've got my knife on me. I'm going to cut the shark open, pull out its liver and stick it up my ass, see if it makes me feel any better. And alas, it did. And he went on to make a lot of money out of it. And so I think that's probably how they found that out. I see no fallacy through that logic. No, I think that's probably... No, I, uh, I, I, honestly, I think that's exactly yeah, how it happened. Yeah. So just to kind of leave the topic of sharks by painting them in a bad light, They've been messing up with the internet. How so? Well, they've got this inexplicable taste for fiber optic cables along the ocean floor, right? And wait, so sharks are angry with the internet? Well, fiber optic cables, apparently. Mm. So Google are having to wrap its Pacific underwater cables in Kevlar to detect the, uh, sorry, to deter the sharks. Well, obviously sharks are not liking Kevlar. No. So they're wrapping the cables, cables in Kevlar to make sure the sharks don't bite 
the cables. Yeah. Because, I mean, like that sandbar shot, you know, the one who has over 35,000 teeth in his lifetime is probably getting through about 60,000 teeth he's fighting right. these cables. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So I guess the next time your internet goes down, don't automatically blame Verizon. It might just be a shark being a wanker. Actually, I'd blame AT&T. I think it's actually going to be AT&T. So with, with all this said about sharks... What about Jaws? You know, we we look at that movie or that series of movies and everybody kind of said, oh, this is the villain. This this shark is trying to kill everybody. But maybe he was just trying to attack the internet. You know, before the internet was out there, he, he foresaw that. He said, I don't want the internet. I'm just trying to be a good dude. Was Jaws as a movie a foreshadow of this just attack on sharks? No, because Jaws was actually based on a true story. I think it was, um, well, actually, I think it was off the shore somewhere up in uh, New England, and he actually killed four people. But the thing is, no, he, he used to like attacking boats with people, you know, rowing in them and small fishing boats and stuff. So. Definitely wasn't about the internet. It's just another example of a shark being a wanker. Oh. Uh, so do you think Sharknados might actually exist? Remember the Sharknado movies? I mean, could that actually happen? Yeah. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Because, I mean, look, we've all seen photos, mainly on movies, which may or may not have any basis of real- in reality, of, you know, cows being caught in tornadoes and flying around. Right. So if you get a tornado passing over, you know, kind of shallow water close to shore, then it might pull up a shark, and the shark, as it's flying around, might be a little bit of an opportunist, and as it comes past you, might try and bite you. So uh, Sharknado does maybe have a little bit of basis in truth. Yeah. No, I, I get that. So last question for you. Sharks with laser beams freaking on their heads. Freaking sharks with freaking laser beams. I mean, beams. It, we all know sharks are great. Yeah. It, they're doing all this, but sharks with laser beams on their head. Yeah. It, yes or no? I think we should try it. Why not, right? Yeah. I mean, could that be part of the United States Navy? Well, the Navy that, did have a program where they trained dolphins to attack right. mines to enemy oh, ships. So uh, oh, yeah. It, you know, the Navy yeah. had dolphins. Yeah. But what about sharks? And then they attach yeah. laser beams to their heads. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, why are we worried yeah. about the Space Force where there's nobody out in space attacking us yet? <laughs> but... Why don't we get sharks in the Navy and put laser beams on there like Austin Powers did and said, or not Austin Powers, Dr. Uh, Evil. Dr. Evil. There mm. you go. Uh, Dr. Evil said, hey, I want to put laser beams on sharks' heads. Mm. Why haven't we done this yet? I don't know. Well, I think because lasers haven't been powerful enough yet. But I actually read, I think about a week ago, there's this new battery which is going to be able to last for 3,500 years and if they manage to kind of like scale it properly you'll just have a battery you can put in your phone and you'll never have to charge it same thing with the laptop and everything else and it might be able to generate enough current or build up enough of a current that it could actually operate a laser and it might lead the way or pave the way to people actually having 
laser rifles and laser guns. So if we can get to that point, I think then we should explore putting freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on the head into battle. I like that theory. And with all that said, thank you for tuning into this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd, and we will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd podcast. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, thewolfandtheshepherd.com, to your friends and colleagues. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes when you get a chance. Check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for additional content. Join us next time for another episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Ooh.